HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you from Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jacqueline Raposo, the producer and one of your hosts here. It's winter. Ben, my darling co-host and dear friend, is hard at work in Portland, Oregon. And in his absence, I'm taking a little personal hibernation. But we've got a really lovely series to share with you, Couples of the Food World. We've asked five couples in the food and hospitality industries the same questions about how they make working, living, and loving together happen. Where are the joys, and where are the hardships? Today we're sharing a show we recorded a few weeks ago and saved just for you. So we hope you enjoy it. And if you want to find out what we are doing right now, who we are dating, and how we are loving, you can always find us as at Love Bites Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And don't forget to tag us on your tweets and photos, or use the hashtag GiveLove so that we can follow along with what you are doing, too. Happy winter. Enjoy the show. Steve Graff is the co-founder and vice president of sales for Banshee Wines, a San Francisco-based company. Stacey Adamando is a food and travel journalist, editor, recipe developer, and the test kitchen director for Savor Magazine. Welcome to Love Bites, Steve and Stacey. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you. So, oh, oh thank you, David. <laughs> Catching me off guard already. So, listeners, this is a very atypical show for me today because my darling Benjamin is not here. He is in Portland 
without me. Oh. I am in Brooklyn oh. without him. Can you extend that? Can you make it like the longest awe ever? Oh. oh, thank you. I'm so sad. Benny, I miss you so much. So I am holding down the fort without you. It is December. We are pre-recording another show. It is January when you are listening to this. I have no idea what's happening in January, which is exciting. It's like I'm seeing into the future and I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, but today we are continuing our series on couples in hospitality, which is our really, I don't know, it's really warming our hearts. So I'm so excited to have you guys here because we met a few weeks ago when I uh, was fortunate to be attending one of the Saver dinners, the mm-hmm. Saver suppers. Yes, we we're and, so happy to have you. And over some of your wine, Steve, you guys started telling me the story of your meat cute and how you ended up in New York from California. And so I think we should just go straight to your origin story. So why don't you guys tell me the bits and pieces of how, so how did you meet? Sure. Where did you meet? Who asked who out? Let's, let's go way back to the beginning. Why don't you guys just start me off from the very, very top? Uh, we had a really non-traditional and unexpected meeting. Um, we were both single, you know, kind of getting to that point where we were feeling like, eh, I really wish I could meet someone, but you know what? I'm just going to enjoy myself. And um, Where were you? So I was living in, in Brooklyn at the time. I had been in New York for about eight years. And Steve has had been living in San Francisco for, what, about the last that was 10? A, uh, yeah, about 10 years at that point. Yeah, so um, we met on a trip to Oregon for a food and wine festival. But the way that we got there was kind of the best part of the story. Basically, I had never been to Oregon before. I met a nice young man um, who was not Steve, who... Was telling me. Steve's got the biggest <laughs> smile right now. He's like got a smirky yeah, smile. It's, it's they a both. Good one. It's a great story. <laughs> this is like the awesome. He who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. He who shall yeah. Not so be it's named. a small industry. So so we won't name any names. But um, he oh was God, a, so a member curious. of the industry, and you know, he's just telling me all about how great Oregon was, and he's like, I can't believe you've never been there. You know, the food scene's blowing up, and God, you really need to come out. And also, you know, I thought. He's charming me with all these stories. You know, he speaks all these languages and he's like makes everything from scratch at home. And, you know, he's just this like jack of all trades. And I was like, wow, well, this is nice. Like, you know, nice guy inviting me out to Oregon for this food and wine festival. He's like, I'm going to put you in touch with the PR people for this Willamette Valley thing. You should come out, you know, get to know all the chefs, all the restaurants. So I thought, well, great. What could be wrong with that? Then in between going out to Oregon, I happened to run into him again. And it was just really not what I thought it was going to be. Um, he was very different than I thought at first meeting, and we had a lot less in common, and the personalities did not really mesh. Oh, and no. he got super drunk, and it was just this oh, kind of awkward no. thing. And I was like, you know what? Why am I going out on this trip? You know, I'm sort of <laughs> I'm feeling icky. Yeah, that's how I felt. And I felt a little bit like, God, I mean, I've like manipulated this whole trip, you know, and, and why am I doing this? But I thought, okay, I have to show up. You know, what's the worst that can happen? So I show up first day of this food and wine festival in Oregon. There's a big, like, bonfire party. It was kind of the dream, like, beautiful, hilly, you know, green, gorgeous space in Oregon in the Willamette Valley. Um, There's a bonfire. You know, there's wine everywhere. All these people are mingling. And I'm there by myself, totally, like, standing around a bunch of, you know, 80-year-old people who are talking about wine when I know really not very much about wine. And So I'll I'll jump in here quickly. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> the setup on my side was 
my business partners and I decided to go up to this festival. It's called IPNC, the International Pinot Noir Celebration. And did we're you like, have your wine company at this point? You had Banshee at Banshee, this point? Banshee, yep. Because that used years to be old. 2009. Yep. Okay. And <clears throat> really, this was kind of an excuse for us to go mingle, meet some other people in the business, hang out for a weekend. So we rented a you know house up there. And we're just like, all right, great. Like, God, we, this sounds horrible. Yeah, weekend in Portland. <laughs> I hate this idea. And we, you know, through connections, we were able to... Um, I hate Portland. I'm yeah. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> ben, I miss you. Um, we, we were pouring wine at this winery um, that I forget the name of, but it was beautiful. And again, the bonfire. So after we were finished pouring, um, everyone was kind of gathering around this bonfire as the sun had, like, kind of set and the afterglow was kind of lighting up everything. And Do you look over? Yeah. Well, well, actually, I had spotted Stacy a little bit earlier in the night. I just, as I was pouring wine, I kind of, you know, noticed this girl. And I was like, oh, cute girl. Great. You know, <laughs> we'll see. And uh, so fast forward to bonfire time. Yeah, so the sun is setting. It's like picture perfect. And this guy who I had met, who I no longer really was interested in, um, said, hey, why don't we go sit over by the bonfire and have a glass of wine? And I'm like, oh, God, okay. Well, all right, yeah, sounds fine. So we walk over to the bonfire, and I sit down, and I'm just trying to enjoy myself and, like, kind of not take it too seriously. And I'm looking around for kind of, like, anyone else to talk to at this point because I don't want to chat with this guy alone. And so I literally look to the person sitting next to me, and it was Steve's business partner. Oh, Steve's business partner. Steve's business partner. <laughs> well, like, Wait a second, and they were they were all in a row, the three boys, the three Banshee boys, um, you know, just looking all friendly and like, hi, who are you? And so we introduced ourselves, and then, you know, this guy who was with me kind of pops out from around my shoulder and says, hi, you know, like, as if he were we were together or something. Uh-huh. And so the, the Banshee guys kind of were like, oh, is this your, you know, are you guys who together? Is this? And I'm giving them looks like, no, my God, please save me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just making them like, oh, can you guys intervene here? So they did, and they kind of rescued me from him in a way and you know i'm so excited because now i have three young fun friends to like spend the rest of the wine festival with and you know i think at the time like i just wasn't thinking oh like are any of them single or you know it's gonna be my husband i just was like yay fun trip this just took a turn for the better all right so So. fast forward for me when did that shift to an actual interest of something or Steve, was it of interest to you at that time, or yeah, was it? Yeah, it, it okay. was, and and we we hung out that night, which was great because we like kind of bounced around McMinnville, this little town up there, and went to these great little bars, and and I think what really kind of piqued my interest most <laughs> was <laughs> when we were at this like just kind of a I forget what the bar was, but kind of a hole in the wall bar, and. I, I like to play pool and I got Stacy to play pool with me and she was holding her own and she was drinking whiskey and I was like, all right, I, I like this. This is, this is good. <laughs> and when did it change for you, Stacy? For me, again, I sort of just thought like, this is fun, you know, these like new friends and I, I wasn't really, I just, I never thought like, oh, I'll meet someone who lives in a totally different state and be interested in them. It sort of just seemed right. like a leap. So I'm just enjoying myself. And um, actually his friends made a kind of a joke. We were, you know, stopping by a store or like had to run in somewhere and they said well maybe steve and stacy can go together and i sort of like blushed in the back seat and was like oh my god has he been like crushing on me this whole time and i didn't even think of that like oh my god and then i started to think like well 
yeah, I mean, he is really great. And I guess I just never thought of that, but oh my God, you know, so that was the last night that we were hanging out on this long weekend. And that basically ended up being the night that we had our first kiss. And uh, it was a super special, adorable Aww. evening. Yeah. Stacey so. dragged me onto the dance floor where we were probably, we were the only people yeah. dancing in front of the... It was a 700-person dinner party and a completely empty dance floor in the center. And I had had, like, just enough champagne that I was like, Steve, let's go dance. <laughs> and I dragged him out of the dance floor with this amazing, like, soul music playing in the background. And he asked me if he could kiss me on the dance floor and then... The rest is history. (laughs) All right. Well, since the rest is history, let's... I'm going to ask you one more question because I could pick apart your entire relationship. But I'm going to ask you a hard question because I feel like this is a very hard thing for people to define. But what did falling in love feel like to you? If you could define the process of falling in love, especially because you did have a country between you for part of it. Mm-hmm. What would you say falling in love felt like? Um, it was exciting and scary at the same time. Um, How so? It was exciting because for me, it kind of this felt different from anything else I had any any other person I had felt for, um, and also we had to kind of overcome this, you know, uh, cross country thing, and and um, that's not super easy and uh and i think when you know it's kind of right it's more scary because more is at stake your heart's Mm -hmm. more in it you sort of know like everything's about to change and you're not sure you know it's the the excitement wins and you follow the excitement and like you know they say like life opens a door and you walk through it and it's sort of like we just kept doing that we just kept saying like okay, I'm going to quit my job and move to California now. You know, it just all seemed like, how could this even be real? I mean, how could this random... I think, you know, we even joked like three days ago, like, can you believe we actually got married from meeting in Oregon? Like, how did that happen? You know, so we just, we decided to say yes to the feelings that we were feeling instead of, you know, the fear and the strangeness of it all. And I think everybody around us saw that that was true. And they were all like, you got to do it. Like, you got to go out there because this is, this is, totally real you know this is like wonderful how did you figure out that it was real because i feel like a lot of people that would be the hard part did you have a discussion about that like how did especially when i well so right after we met in oregon i had a trip already planned to new york uh, about a month or two later and so we had kind of tentatively made plans to hang out when i was going to be in new york and I think we so we end up hanging out with with my, two of my best friends and Stacy joined us and we had a great night and but in a, in a way like having that plan already to see her after that weekend was kind of like yeah oh. it helped us not have to do the awkward like do you want to see each other again yeah. we were sort of like oh great you're going to be there in a month great I'll just see you again you know we didn't put anything on it it wasn't like oh my god and maybe we'll be dating you know it just sort of felt like great well this doesn't have to end and I'll just see you next time you know and I mean I I really like I know people say this all the time but I really can say it and I knew it then and I can definitely agree looking back that when I walked into the restaurant that night and saw Steve stand up from the table, I was like, this is the guy. Like, everything in me just completely relaxed and felt like, this is my person. Like, it was just so, 
there's something about him that I just was like, I know that this is going to be really frighteningly special, you know? And actually like <laughs> that night, um, later, you know, his friend had had a bunch of cocktails and knows him better than anyone in the world. And basically at the end of our dinner, he said, why do I have a feeling I'm going to be saying the best man speech at your wedding? And people always cringe when they hear that. Like they're like, Oh my God, his friend said that. Were you guys so embarrassed? And we kind of just looked at each other at that point. We kind of like, knew. We were yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, actually might be right. Like, <sighs> I know. no, 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 no. It's like, that's my heart. Like feeling good things. That's not me cringing in a bad way. That's me. Like, ah, I'm going to like melt. All right. Before but I to melt. answer your question real quick. Okay. Also, yes. and goes back to Stacy's point, which is Stacy felt like home almost from the beginning to me and that like just the ease that I was able to to be with her was kind of a signal to me that that it was special Ben did you hear that Ben I know that <laughs> Ben you're on <laughs> right Ben Ben <laughs> Ben um, I love you Ben <laughs> um, okay so before I melt completely let's let's play the newlywed game let's play the newlywed game alright all right, grab your papers kids <laughs> oh god so Listeners, this is the part of the show where I challenge our guests with five questions. Before we started recording, I gave them these five questions and asked them to answer the question for themselves and for their partner. And now we're going to see, what do they say on that show? Which something reigns supreme? Alton Brown says that, right? Like, which... Something. What is it? Which, Which chef, chef reigns supreme? supreme? I think mean, that's it's the big Iron the chef. kitchen. Iron Chef, that one, the kitchen stadium <laughs> one. Yes. Um, all right. So which? Uh, anyway, I'm losing. My, I'm losing focus here. Okay. So number one, uh, number one. How uh, how long have you been together? I'm reading the wrong questions. Okay. Number one. What is your favorite comfort food? What is your partner's favorite comfort food? Steve, why don't you go first? What is Stacy's favorite comfort food? I think her grandma's lasagna. <gasps> mm-hmm. Good one, but that's not mm. what I wrote down. Oh, no. <laughs> that definitely is. Um, but I wrote write? down popcorn. popcorn. Because popcorn is like, if Steve's not home and it's just me at home by myself, I'm like, I'm making a huge bowl of popcorn <laughs> and I'm going to just watch what I want to watch and it's going to be great. It's funny. <laughs> On our single and fabulous ladies show, that's what our outgoing executive director, Erin Fabek, said that she loved about being single, that she eats an entire bowl of popcorn by oh, yeah. herself. Yeah. I barely share with him when he's around. Too. Yeah, your kindred <laughs> spirits. Okay, so what did you say Steve's favorite comfort food is? I said pizza. She's right. <gasps> One point for Stacey. All right, number She's two. Definitely gonna win this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I number don't know. two. What is your partner's code word for, oh, when, or your code word or signal for when you've been bad, Stacey? Why don't you go first? Um. Well, am I listening? What is what Steve's, I think Steve's calls me? Yes. What does Steve call you for when you've been bad? <laughs> I wrote down two things, which I know isn't fair, but um, one of them is darling. Like we have this way of just being like darling like you know like are you up to something and the other one is you like (laughs) (laughs) he'll just kind of be like hey you like i i just said stacy because i don't really call you stacy that often like fool yeah so it's like if it's like stacy like that's Uh, you know all right (laughs) no Wow, you you tried twice and still. I know, I still miss. I know we don't uh, really, you know, it's because we're yeah, just never right. in trouble. Yeah, I know that. Right. I knew, I knew <laughs> that's where this was going. All right, Steve. Uh, I don't usually get a, a a word as much as a death stare. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's only when you're like really, really in trouble. I've, I wrote down Stephen or Darling again because it's kind of our like. Mm. If you see the head go down, the eyes come up. It's not a good thing. <laughs> all right, so and uh, there we go. All right, yeah. number three. So, so listeners, it's one zero. Stacy, right now. Number three, the code for let's get it on for sexy oh, time. God. Steve, why don't you go first? Um, there's a there's a clicking sound that we use. Oh there's God! A clicking sound. That you, can, can you can you do the clicking sound? It's just, I don't know where it originated. I'm but mortified. Like, well, why should I love it? It's kind of just this little. Can you do <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that true, Stacey? It's very true. Yay! And I'm, that's so much more G-rated than what I wrote down. So I, I really don't think I can bring myself to read this. Can you please? Can you I can't please, do it. Can Steve oh read it for you? <laughs> well, I'll let him see it. And if he wants to read it, <laughs> please don't read it. <laughs> now they're both blushing. Oh, God. <laughs> she likes to touch my parts. <laughs> <laughs> Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's code. That technically, it's not very subtle, but it's code. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to give them both a point for that. I think we're going to give them both two points for that. All so right. I think, yeah, we're giving them both two points for that. So now I think I lost track of the points actually on my fingers. I think we're we're three to two now. Three to right? two now. Yeah. Yes, three to two. Yes, that's what it is. That's correct. That's three to two. So Sounds it's three right. to two, Stacy. Okay. So number four, uh, your partner's favorite cocktail, and we have decided since Steve is a wine guy to limit it to favorite cocktails, not favorite alcoholic mm-hmm. beverage. Stacy, why don't you go first? Now that the blood has left all of our yeah. collective faces. Um, God, I could not choose between a margarita or a Manhattan to save my life. Like right now, he's in a really big Manhattan phase because it's winter. And all right, you're all doing a lot of dual choosing, I so okay, I need you, to, right. <laughs> need you um, to pick one. I'm going to go with <laughs> Manhattan. Manhattan. Ooh. Oh, God, I oh, chose no. wrong. Mezcal margarita. Ah. <laughs> all right, Steve, what do you say? Gin martini extra olives. Mm, I wrote down Negroni. Ah, all right, last one. Failing. It's yeah. three to two. Stacy, your last supper. Okay, for Steve's, I wrote down steak and a glass of Burgundy or Barolo. <laughs> so off. <laughs> what did you write? Pizza party with champagne. Oh, you can't Aww. pick pizza twice. All right. Well, I got it the first time. So I... I I said for you this uh, spicy Thai soup that we had on our honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) That's very specific. That is really obscure. Um, I said my mom's linguine and clams. Oh, well, the score (laughs) is three to two. (laughs) But I'm still very impressed by all of those answers. How do you guys feel? I feel good about them. Those are challenging questions. Yeah, they have gone a lot of ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I appreciate you guys being <laughs> such good sports and we, you can chat about them while we take a commercial break. So listeners, we're going to take a short break to hear a word about our sponsor. But before we get to that, a reminder that you can find all of our shows archived at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes. And if you're listening to us on iTunes right now, we would truly love and appreciate if you'd click on those five pretty little stars and drop us a few lines with what you love about our show iTunes reviews are the niftiest way for other people to find us, and we love reading about what's resonating with you. So thanks in advance for that, and stay tuned for more with Stacy and Steve, because we'll be right back.
Today's program is brought to you by the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese, period. Why? Lush grasslands, glacial water supply, fourth-generation cheesemakers, combining old-world tradition with the new ideas and highest standards. The very best milk. What do you think of when you think of Wisconsin cheese? For me, I think cheese curds, delicious fresh cheese curds, or deep-fried cheese curds. Cheese curds literally any way, any time, any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Upland's Cheese Company, the operation behind the Pleasant Ridge Reserve cheese that's literally America's most awarded cheese. I think of the deliciously stinky Limburger and its long-storied history. I think about Raleigh's Dumbarton Blue, a perfect blend of English-style cheddar and notes of blue. I think of Emmy Roth's Grand Cru Chirchois, which was named 2016's World Champion at the World Championship Cheese Contest. Wisconsin is like the world champion of cheese, and once you start reading the list of cheeses made in Wisconsin on their website, you can see why. The Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board is a nonprofit organization funded entirely by Wisconsin's dairy farm families. Read more at eatwisconsincheese.com, and as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, eat Wisconsin cheese. It's a no-brainer. So we are back with Stacy and Steve, and now we are going to pick apart your relationship as it relates to the hospitality field. Mm. So Stacy, you are a food writer, editor, recipe tester, and Steve, you are the co-founder and VP of sales for Banshee Wines. So before the break, we talked about the general way you guys got together and Stacy, you moving to California to be with Steve. So now let's sort of break down, were you worried about, you met at a food festival, did it come up in the beginning of your relationship that you work in similar fields? You don't work as tightly together as other couples in this series, but you do work. There is crossover. Like when we met Stacy, we and when the three of us met, we met at an event where Stacy, you were the author on the cookbook that the, of the chefs who were cooking, mm-hmm. and Steve, you were supplying the wine mm-hmm. and speaking about the wine. So there was crossover at that event already. So yeah. like, how did how did that work out in the beginning of your relationship? Did you discuss how that would work? Was there crossover in your social circles? Like, how was how was that in the beginning? I think. Um, it was a surprise to me to date someone in the wine industry. Um, first of all, I felt very unknowledgeable about wine. It can be intimidating, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, how this guy is going to think I'm a fool about wine. Um, but also I think just, I had this image of people in the wine business as being like, I don't know, kind of big partiers and, you know, really like schmoozy. And it was all about like your contacts and being at all the restaurants and your accounts and whatever, you know, and I I just, that didn't seem like my lifestyle. So I thought it was surprising to like start dating somebody in that industry. But Steve is so not that guy in the wine business. He's like the picture of health and he's so like just a natural salesperson. He's not like a schmoozy over the top pushy guy. Um, you know, I think he just like really sells stuff that he believes in. So I don't know. It was kind of like first a surprise, but then also just this pleasant um, compliment to each other. Like because we're not in the exact same industry, you know, like if I were dating another writer, I think that might be, you know, it could foster some competition or you could just feel kind of like maybe that person's done more than me or I've done more than them. And that's weird. Or, you know, who gets the job and who doesn't. Um, but because we kind of we almost like have a satellite um, connection to each other, you know, where when Steve moves in on somebody like at a restaurant or a cool event or something, he can kind of bring me in and be like, oh, and my wife is, you know, 
She cooks. I like to brag about her a lot because it makes me look better. So, (laughs) and vice versa. But yeah, there was no formal discussion really, but um, it it just felt complimentary. I think from from the beginning, Um, and you know, Stacy knows a ton more about food and, and restaurants than I do, and stays up on that news. So I totally, you know, am the benefactor from that part of it. What were the challenges of you moving out there? Did you move in together automatically or did you? Yeah. So this is like also, again, seems like it would be a crazy thing to do and just totally overwhelming. But um, we went from dating across the country, um, me having a full time job in magazines and Steve, you know, owning his business to living together with me being full time freelance. So we were both technically working Working from from home. home. And living together for the first time across the country. My first time living on the West Coast in San Francisco. So it was a lot. Um, but I think there were, you know, it couldn't have worked for everyone. And there are certain people that probably would have driven each other nuts. But personally, I was so happy to have him at home as much as I did. Um, I think I would have gone crazy as a first time freelancer just working from home and you know, just being there like in a new city, not knowing, you know, not having all my contacts and all my friends there. Um, so it, it kind of ended up working out really well that we were both like right on top of each other the whole time in the beginning, because I just needed that support from him at the time. And, um, you know, he was able to just like help me make contacts in the industry faster and, you know, kind of, kind of help me like work my way into San Francisco in a, in an easier way. It, it took some adjustment. I mean, working from home together, definitely. I think I remember at the very beginning, we definitely had some, you know, just like, look, we need yeah. to figure out our own space and time here. But oh yeah, we were like working from the kitchen table at the same time. And one of us would be kind of like have more work than the other that day. And it was sort of like, oh God, this is just, you know, we really need to like put some boundaries. We started working in separate rooms just to be like, great. When we take breaks, we'll get together and we'll make lunch and we'll, you know, go for a walk or go. Yeah, we figured out the rhythm. But how do your personalities balance out? How would you say, where would you say maybe Steve, your strengths are and where would you say maybe her strengths are that balance out Mm -hmm. what you would say your, you know, weaknesses are comparatively? Yeah. I mean, I admire a lot, you know, Stacey's um, kind of critical thinking and critical, critical mind when it comes to food and, and wine. And she's not afraid to voice her opinion and she's gotten a, a really strong opinion and got reasons to back it up. And, um, you know, I think I'm a little bit less opinionated because I just tend to, um, see the good in, in almost everything. And so I, I think my critical mind is a little bit weaker than Stacy's. Um, but I think that also, on the flip side, I'm a little bit more easygoing. I get riled up a little less. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm feistier. Yeah, I'm definitely feistier. Um, but I think, you know, he loves my feistiness and it makes him laugh rather than like it makes him uncomfortable. And I love his calmness because I need it to balance me in feisty times. So it's like a good, <laughs> we're both like, I'm so glad you're the way that you are because I don't have what you have and we both need that. Yeah. 
How did that age you when you both recently moved back to Brooklyn? So you're both are you so you're are you from you're from the East Coast? Um, Steve? Yeah, from, out, from outside Philadelphia. Out, yeah, because you went to school in Philadelphia, so I assumed that you were from the East Coast. Yeah. You're both from the East Coast, right. you were just, and then you were living in the West Coast. You just moved back to the East Coast over this summer, mm-hmm. and that timeline was sort of wonky as far as how you both and all of your stuff got out here. So how did the balance of your personality and transferring again new job you know new a new job for you Stacy and transferring your work your business is still Steve in San Francisco and now you are running your part of the job from Brooklyn so how did this balance in your personality aid you as both of you progressively moved yourselves and your stuff back to Brooklyn yeah good question thank you um well I think some of that like drive that I have to just get it done and you know um kind of just like I go full steam ahead when I'm ready for something. And I think what happened was we had sort of started talking about, do we come back to New York? Do we try it? You know, we had never lived on the East Coast together. We'd only lived on the West Coast together. Excuse me. And we loved the West Coast and we loved San Francisco. But, you know, our families are here. And we sort of started to think, like, I don't know, do we owe it to ourselves to just try both? So um, I kind of started to put that out into the universe. I told like two or three close friends, you know, we're kind of talking about maybe looking into coming back to New York and sort of miraculously, um, you know, two weeks later or something, I got a call from Sever saying that they were looking for a new test kitchen director. Would I be interested? And so, you know, all of a sudden everything started to click and everything started to happen really fast. And what turned, you know, what started out as should we maybe think about it at some point was like, we need to be there next month. Go. So, um, you know, Steve, having never lived in New York, (laughs) I don't think at least I assumed at the time he had no idea what that would be like as far as shoving ourselves into an apartment and where that apartment would be and, you know, what that energy was going to be like in the beginning. And I sort of started to get, you know, kind of anxious about it and sort of like, all right, I got to go out there. I got to start the real estate hunt. Um, yeah. For know. non-New Yorkers listening, it's not like you can just be like, oh, I'll find it at an apartment in two yeah. weeks. Oh, like, God. I mean, what I always say is you have yeah. to see a bunch of p- places that basically look like the Anne Frank house before right. you can and actually find And then it's like the Hunger Games like to get the one that you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what you think is never really what turns out to be. You always no. think, I want to live in this one neighborhood. And then you right. see all the places and, you know, they've all got sloped floors and right. molding windows. When and then you, know, you like, show up mind. and the broker's like, oh, that one's not available, but I have this one. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wait a second. <laughs> so I came in kind of like a bat out of hell and started just going to a thousand real estate appointments and showings while also meeting all the new people at my new job and kind of just getting reused to the idea of working in Midtown again at a full-time job and, you know, in that emotional transition and that physical transition. Um, yeah, th- those couple weeks were kind of a good um, anecdote for how our personalities are because <laughs> Stacy just literally, like, went to New York, found us an apartment, started a new job, like, just, like, her hair on fire. Oh, yeah. I mean, I landed at, like, midnight on a Sunday night and had to start my job on Monday morning sleeping on an air mattress in our empty apartment that we had just gotten, you know, so... And Steve's, like... And, uh, my, my flip side was, you know... I was just doing this, like, you know, um, very, like... Long, lovely goodbye well, San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm having a goodbye party. Sorry, you can't be there. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> and, you know, I took care of wrapping up the apartment, which yeah. uh, takes a lot of just packing and patience and organization. And, yeah. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
And then, you know, those first couple of months, it was, I mean, there was just so much to absorb. Um, I mean, just the feeling of like me not getting home until 7 p.m. at night or, you know, later sometimes was really, really different for us because we had been used to saying, hey, what's your schedule like today? Okay, should we make some time to like go do something together at two or you, you have like not that many projects today? Me neither. Let's, you know, so it was really like this brand new universe for us as far as like the schedule and one of us waking up at a different time than the other and having mm-hmm. to like run out of the house and all that rhythm was just totally new. So, so it was what's a lot the biggest conflict right now that you feel like you're trying to figure out in this new position, this new life in New York? She doesn't cook for me anymore. <laughs> I knew you were going to say <laughs> that. <laughs> I know. I feel horrible, but <laughs> I mean, not ever. it's, it's just a lot less because I was, right. she was working freelance from our apartment. So she was constantly recipe testing in our apartment right. and I was there to eat it all. Yeah. And which <laughs> and, was amazing. You know, now I cook a lot at work. I mean, not, not all day, every day, but quite a bit. And, um, I don't know. It just, it's not the type of thing you can like pack up and travel home with, or, I mean, you know, it's just tough to like get home at seven and then say, what do you want for dinner and start that process? So usually Steve starts that process and I'll come in and like chip in in the last little bit, but, um, you know, you know, it, but it's good cause he's been forced to kind of just like get more creative in the kitchen, cook a little bit more, you know, like I, I feel like you've been taking more risks and having more fun with it. Thanks. And, yeah, otherwise I would have totally been dominating that all the time because, frankly, like, you know, I, I know I can do it fast. I know I can do it well. I'm like, all right, I'll just make dinner. So right. no, And in a way, good. it's, it's uh, especially for me being new to New York, it's it's in a way good because it's forcing me out of the house a little bit too and just go explore. And, yeah, because it's easy working from home in New York to never leave your apartment oh, yeah, if you don't sure. have a reason especially to leave in, your apartment. Especially in Red Hook, you know. Right. But, right. Um, but yeah, with, with her out of the house, it's like, okay, like, this is, you know, I'm just going to go explore and right. check out a new restaurant, try to chat up a new account or something like that. Right. Well, one final question before I ask you our final, final question. So one <laughs> penultimate question. Um, what is one of the things that I love about this series of asking people within the same industry is that I think a lot of people assume that there's going to be so much struggle with a crossover that it's sometimes not going to be worth it. Um, just because of how much added pressure there can be. So what, but what is something on the flip side of that, that you feel like is so unique by having this crossover in your industry, especially with this big move that you've had the past couple of months that you cherish, that you feel like either if it's a specific memory or something about your relationship in longevity that you feel like is pretty crucial to your happiness as a couple, um, that you feel like you wouldn't have if you didn't have this shared love of of wine and food in in the hospitality world i think it's we have we basically i built a professional kind of network in san francisco that stacy was able to tap into and i think that allowed her to get some great projects um in san francisco and then kind of moving back here uh, i've been able to tap into what she's built here so it's really kind of the um overlapping of of two networks on two coasts. And I think that for me, and I think probably for her too, that just makes us better at our job, uh, and more, I think, valuable in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I think also like we, I mean, our, our industry kind of extends to a lifestyle, you know, which Mm -hmm. sounds cheesy, but I mean, we both love to travel so much. Um, you know, I feel like when I'm really passionate about something, it's just like, 
some silly, you know, it's like meatballs. I mean, I just am so <laughs> excited about this new thing I learned about meatballs today. Steve's like actually trying to, you know, like listening and kind of like, wow, really? That is kind of an interesting thing. As opposed to somebody who has nothing, you know, no interest in food and no knowledge of that industry or how exciting that feeling can be when you discover something in the food and, and wine and travel world. Um, you know, I feel like he's just more attentive to my work stuff because it kind of bleeds into our our home stuff too and when we have like a shared thing where we're like oh we you know we'd love to go taste the wines of this one region or try the food and see the markets of this other region we just start planning you know those things out months in advance just being like let's make that a goal you know i want to know more about that let's go do it together yeah i think that's a good point with travel we each kind of come at it with a little bit of a different lens but the overall experience for both of us is that much more rich yeah, we take amazing vacations. <laughs> I bet. All right, last question. And this is always so much more fun to make writers do because it's so specific. Um, can you describe what you love most about your partner in only three words? And you only get three words to do it. So it can either be three adjectives or three words that make a phrase. I love that we don't know each other's because I'm so excited to hear Steve's. But um, I was thinking about this on the subway ride over. And what I came up with was defaults to happiness. And I just really oh. feel like at the end of the day, you know, I know no, 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 that... you only get three words. Oh, okay. That's the thing. Okay, that's that's it. The all right, I'm I done, I'm done. All right, I could have gone all poetic I know, there. I know, yeah. but that's why I love it, because you only get the three words, and <laughs> it's so hard. That's really Default. hard for writers. I know, yeah. exactly. That's why it's my favorite thing to make writers do. Defaults to happiness. That's good. She did her homework. That is amazing. <clears throat> Defaults to happiness. Um, I think, let's see, let's say... Uh, riotously funny and huge heart. That's, that's four words. <laughs> I don't know how you. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Make heart. All right. Bigger, but yeah. It's all right. That's 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 very sweet. That's very sweet. We'll we'll let him have. He's not a writer, so we'll let him have yeah. four. No. All right, you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming this on the show, listeners. You can find Steve on Instagram as at grassfedgraph. That's G R A F, and uh, his Banshee Wines at, at Banshee Wines. You can find Stacy on Twitter and Instagram as at Stacy underscore Adamondo. Scores of, of of information about Stacy and Steve are on our website, lovebitesradio.com. There, you can also find all of the couples featured in this series. What we've got cooking for the next two series on deck. Blog posts about dating. And and love and every single guest we've had on in the past. We've got something for everyone so head there and drop us a line and if you want to catch up on what Ben and I are doing right now in real time we are sharing our dating, life and work stories on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook we are at Love Bites Radio on all, pla- on all platforms. That is our show for today. Thank you as always to our engineer David. Our theme song is Give Love by Josh Dion. I am Jacqueline Raposo. Love Bites will be back at the same time here next week at heritageradionetwork.org thanks for listening to heritage radio network food radio supported by you For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.